T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It certainly didn't come across as imminent, but you know, where there's smoke, there's fire too. I mean, and I trust Adam Schefter. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Andy is considering it. I mean, he's definitely toward the end of his career. You know, I kind of believe in, you know, go out on top. So if yeah. he were to win and he goes pondering it, I wonder if it might compel him to be more likely to retire and go out with the Super Bowl championship. But whether Bill winds up there or not, wow, that would be, that'd be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would guess that that would not happen, but Shefty's plugged in, that's for sure. Sean McDonough there. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe, on Adam Schefter's speculation that Mm -hmm. perhaps Belichick could replace Andy (laughs) Reid. We talk about personality differences. I don't know. There's a story at profootballtalk.com talking about Belichick's interpersonal skills running like a military style, and here I got Andy Reid wearing Hawaiian shirts all the time and in commercials eating chicken fingers. Yeah. Feels like they might have different personalities. Anyway, that's Sean McDonough. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Thursday here. We go to the Western Hotline. Eric Edholm joins us. He is down in Mobile, Alabama, covering the Senior Bowl for NFL.com. Eric, good morning. Uh, good morning. I've got a little bit of the Mobile flu, so I apologize if my voice isn't up to uh, radio quality here. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. You, sound, you sound good. How many, how many Senior Bowls for you? A lot of these? Hey, yeah. I, I was trying to think. You know, your producer asked me how many I've been to. I think... At least 10. I, I think my first one, I didn't go every year, but I think my first one was maybe the Joe Flacco group. Like mm. uh, 2004 or five or something like that. Maybe it was before then. I don't know. But I would say probably 10 to 12 is, yeah. my, is my number. Well, good. Then I can ask this question of you as you're down there. Do you think it has been gaining in attention, popularity? This could be a social media thing, of course. It could be the NFL always being bigger and bigger and more popular because the Senior Bowl really kind of starts draft coverage for a lot of people, and I I feel like the casual fan might be more plugged into the Senior Bowl each and every year. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, as you notice trends about which teams sort of dip into, you know, I think fans in general are are more dialed into draft coverage too, so it's like you know, if you you start looking, hey, our team has drafted two or three guys from the Senior Bowl every single year in the last five years, right? And I would think, you know, Brandon Bean's done a nice job of, of dipping into that talent and other people as well. I mean, you know, you start saying, hey, i got to pay attention to this game. And, and they've obviously branded it and marketed it as the draft starts in Mobile. And um, I'm sure that's a little bit of counter-programming to the other all-star game that's in Dallas, the East-West Shrine game, which is, you know, trying to kind of, go head-to-head with the senior ball a little bit. But, yes, I agree. I mean, it's a great place to watch 120 players up close. Now, 
I think the tough part is that even though underclassmen are now allowed to participate for the first time this year, true underclassmen, you know, you still have guys backing out and you have injuries and you have, you know, people have postseason surgery who say, eh, I don't want to risk it or I got to the national championship game. It's, you know, I need a layoff. I need some kind of break before the combine. So, yes, I agree. It has increased in, in importance, but, or at least in intention. But, you know, I think over the years, it's also, there have been opportunities for guys to say, hey, I, I, I better not play because I don't want to hurt my stock. Too. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Which, you know, that might, Eric, might lead to uh, a better product is that the guys that do go there might be guys that are a little more likely to still have something to prove. Yeah, I think there's something about that, too. And, and you know, we had uh, uh, a number of interesting players that I think really helped themselves yesterday or in the day before, too. And, you you know, it's always interesting to see what the who stands out amongst this group and, and who's truly putting in the effort because I think there are always a dozen or two players that you, that kind of stand out. And of that group, there has to be at least four or five where you say, they absolutely helped themselves, right? I think it's more than that number. I'm just using that as an example where you say they came into this this week maybe as a day three pick, and now we're talking about them as a top 100 choice or something. So I sometimes that, that slow leak of information is more on the, 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 the pro side where the teams do actually think better of them, but it, it, it comes out in Mobile. But I absolutely think that when they get on the field, go head-to-head against some of the top competition – it, it, it can't help it, but 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 improve your stock. Eric Edholm down in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl. Eric here in Buffalo, uh, we are nonstop tweeting, retweeting highlights of all of the receivers that are available. It's a it's a big receiver class, and I think for the Bills, it's a big receiver need, and it's going to be a, a point of attention for us for months. So so far, the the, the guys that have showed up there in Mobile. There's a good number of names, and again, like these aren't even the the first class guys. This is the depth of the draft that's been impressing to this point in practice. Yeah, I think there have been some some decent receivers, and it's not necessarily the ones that you know. I guess I came into the week thinking certain guys would do well, and 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 some have have shown up. I mean, day one, I would say Lad McConkey from from Georgia, a player that I think some people know because Georgia's been in the spotlight the last three four years, and you know, been in, in contention for a national championship. McConkie missed a few games. I know a lot of people think, oh, that must be related to Phil McConkie. He's actually not. I've looked this up several times just to confirm. But, yeah, Lad McConkie is probably your, I would say, your best slot receiver down here. Um, there have been some other talented guys as well who have stepped up. Um, I wanted to see a little bit more from Devontae Walker from UNC, who was um, uh, May's quarterback there and, you know, but came in with, with big accolades. I wouldn't say he's quite done that. It's been a little up and down. Uh, guys like Johnny Wilson, this massive target from, from Florida State, sort of a hybrid tight end wide receiver. Not so great first day, but better day two. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see after today's practice, but there have been some interesting some players. Ryan Flournoy from, from Southeast Missouri State has, has kind of stood out and gone up against some of the better corners and, and handled himself pretty well. And, and there have been others, too. So I think it's a good crop this year. You throw in the underclassmen who are going to be available. It's going to push down a lot of the, the senior talent as well. So, you know, whether the Bills are thinking round one or round two or later, I, I, I think this is a great, great year to 
to be looking for a wide receiver because you have kind of all different sizes and shapes at that position. The guy that's popping off at the Senior Bowl that you wrote about in Roman Wilson, we all just watched watch the all just watched win the national championship for Michigan. Yeah. How good has he looked? What are we looking at for him as a prospect? And should it be surprising, I guess, that he has kind of been a lot of people's number one receiver through the first couple days of practices? Yeah, I thought he was better on Tuesday than Wednesday. I didn't focus on him yesterday. Or, I mean, uh, yeah, Wednesday, but uh, really fluid, nice sort of movement skills, efficient, gets open quickly, good hands, had a, a terrific catch yesterday on a poorly thrown ball by Michael Penix where he had to kind of adjust and stay in bounds and catch it one-handed, kind of curl it in. He thought, I didn't see a ton of that at Michigan. I mean, he was great, but the volume was just not there. I mean, Jim Harbaugh ran a – you know, run first, run second, and consider throwing third as an option kind of offense. And, you know, I, I just – there were certain players, including J.J. McCarthy, who's going to be a fascinating study. It just – they're not getting the volume that you would normally see in a typical college offense. So, it shouldn't be shocking. I would say maybe his game compares a little bit to Khalil Shakir. You know, there might be a little overlap there, but, you know, it's not to say that both couldn't thrive on the same yeah. team. And he's obviously a – a fascinating guy, like you said, one of the better performers down here. It's funny, like you mentioned Shakir, and he's a guy that really broke out for the Bills this season. So yeah. much, so much so that you know, as we're talking about all these receivers that could be available. I mean, I'm not taking slot guys off the board, but I really feel like the Bills are set at that spot, and and are probably more focused on boundary receivers. Which uh, of that class, there's a lot of good ones there as well. Yeah, I mean, and not all of them are down here. I mean, that's the thing. I mean. It, I think there's some some talented wide receivers for sure, but I think the some of the best guys are going to be obviously Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, uh, and I think none of those guys will be available unless right. they want to trade up. Start getting into Troy Franklin from Oregon, uh, Brian Thomas, who is uh, Neighbors' uh, teammate at LSU. Um, you know Walker. I don't know if he's quite in that group, but Keon Coleman would absolutely be somebody who could fill the, the Gabe Davis role. You know, I mean, big guy who can run, you know, very competitive. I think he's an ex-receiver who should be able to start at the next level. So, you know, and then it depends what you think of Adonai Mitchell. Uh, I didn't think Xavier yet has really, you know, he came into the week with some buzz and I think had a chance to maybe establish himself as that top kind of ex-receiver down here. I don't know that I've seen it yet, but he did have a better day yesterday. And, and he's more of a longer-term investment, maybe, I think, at this point. But we're, we're year one. I don't know what you, exactly what you get out of him. Yeah. Speaking with Eric Edholm on the Western Hotline, let's move off receivers. I, I Actually, I did. someone did catch my that wasn't a receiver, which, Eric, is very difficult to do. But Missouri's Darius Robinson have seen a few that really want to like buy stock in, in him as a potential um, defensive line kind of Swiss Army knife guy. How about the rest of the class outside of – receivers i know it's a it's a heavy offense class people seem to think that between quarterback tackle and receiver that the numbers of defensive players in the first round will be low meaning that you might get really good talent late in the first round on defense yeah i think if you were to set the over under on when the first defensive player could go off the board like i don't know that i would put it much higher than or you know much lower than uh eight eight and a half nine somewhere around there i don't know that we may only get one or possibly no 
defensive players in the top ten. I'm not sure we've had that. I have to go back and look, but it's shaping up like very top-heavy on offense. Overall, slanted more towards the offensive side. I think there is some talent at corner. I think safety is kind of a mixed bag at this point. Linebacker could be okay. Um, and there's some D linemen who obviously will stand out this year. And I think the, the edge position is a little stronger. You mentioned Robinson. He's really done himself a lot of favors down here. But, you know, Braden Fisk on the inside has looked pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. You know, Tavondre Sweat, the uh, <laughs> Texas kid, is as massive as they come. You know, if you want that gap-plugging guy up front, you know, he can help shut down your run game. He's a big dude, 360-plus pounds. So, you know, there are some interesting body types down here, too. Are there any running backs that we're all going to get annoyed with up here that are getting mocked to the Bills in the first round uh, in, <laughs> over the spring? I feel like I haven't seen, like, a name like an ETN that you saw or, you know, the names over the past years where you go into the draft season like, oh, this guy's a first-round guy. Is that guy not exist, or are we just too early in the process for that? I don't think so. I don't think there's a first-round back this year. Like, last year, you could make a case for Bijan Robinson. Like, even the people who said never draft a running back in round one had to admit Bijan was a special player. And was he misused at times last year? Yes. Jameer Gibbs maybe had a little more suspicion. He obviously – probably prove more doubters wrong even before the fumble in the, in, the, in the NFC Championship game. So, you know, both guys had resumes that I think will far surpass what we see this year. That's not to say there can't be good backs, but, you know, I, I think Brooks, the Texas kid, torn ACL in November, you know, there's really not that one clear-cut mm-hmm. top back. So we might have a year. There was a year a few years back we didn't have a back in the top 50, and I think that is probably more likely to happen this year, that same kind of deal where somewhere in the middle or, you know, the fairly early parts of day two, you'll see the first one come off, and then they'll kind of trickle off. But if there are more than uh, half a dozen running backs taken in the first 100, 100 picks, I think I'd be a little bit surprised at this point. Eric Edholm, NFL.com, on the Western Hotline from Mobile. Eric, thank you. For the time yeah. and uh, enjoy the rest of the Senior Bowl. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks you very much. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, so one funny thing, Joe. Player comps. You know, you, you got to be careful when you get a player comp because anytime you compare a prospect to a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame player, it can be dicey. They're fun though. It is fun. I wanted to get you one because this actually got me. You know how hard it is to get my gaze away from the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Really hard. So yesterday, Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, right? Yep. he is the uh, executive director of the Senior Bowl, he tweeted about that Darius Robinson of Missouri. If I shared the player comp one of his American squad coaches gave me last night, it would change a lot of these first-round mocks I'm seeing right now. That's after one day of practice. So Brett Coleman, who does great NFL stuff, he's uh, he hosts the film room. Brett Coleman pointed out, for those that are curious on Darius Robinson, his pass rush win rate from different alignments. Uh-huh. From the 3 to 4 technique, 3-4, uh, he was a 13% win rate. 5-6, 18% win rate. And wider than that, a 19% win rate. What Brett Coleman wrote was, to me, he's a six foot five, 290-pound, 5-tech that can play edge in the nickel. And you know what profile that is? 
Is that who's the is Isaiah Simmons? It's JJ Watt. JJ Watt. Brett Coleman just basically first it's Jim Nagy saying like I don't want to tell you who he's getting comp to, and here's Brett, yeah. Brett Coleman saying you look at his numbers. That's JJ Watt. That's what JJ Watt did. And like I said, All right. there. You know how hard it is to get my gaze away from receivers. Yep. If you were to tell me, if you were to tell me, the Bills are going to get JJ Watt in the first round and a second round receiver. I mean, who wouldn't be? Of course. Be well, like, that's fine. That's not, that sounds yeah, fine. That's. Yeah. A, I mean, a game wrecker like that, a Hall of Famer. Not to again, like you don't want to do this to Missouri's Darius Robinson after one practice at the Senior Bowl, but that comp and that crazy body type and the ability to move everywhere. It's just whatever. I found it interesting. Yeah. You're right that you do have to be careful because you have to be careful. I'm going back right now and NFL.com. I think it's Lance Zerline on every draft profile they put up for NFL.com player comps. They put player comps up and the guy, you want to know the guy they put for Greg Rousseau? Who's, by the way, good player. Nice player. Very good player. You know whose comp was? Javon Curse. Julius Peppers. Okay. <laughs> like, if he's J.J. Watt, I'm in. They're, yeah. they're going to also take defensive line at some point. Yes. Right? There's sure. no, as much, as sure as we are that they'll pick receiver at some point in the first two rounds. I feel like I'm equally as sure that they'll pick defensive line maybe in like the first three rounds. Well, let's be real. If we were to rank their... Most important players that are leaving, mm-hmm. it's is Gabe number one, and is AJ Epinesa number two. I mean, Mike Hyde, okay, but Mike. I mean, Mike Hyde's probably a pretty big one there. But the point is, like, they're losing a defensive end. This is a team right. that drafted Russo and Basham when they had Epinesa, right. and they signed Von Miller, and they had. Von, Von came after. Sure, but, but I'm saying they but signed they had Hughes and they signed Mario Addison. Right. Like they had poured assets into it. It's it's a yeah. position that they often stay flush at. And where are they right yeah. now at defensive end? They're nowhere. Rousseau? Rousseau's the only one you can you can't trust Von. I mean right. Von's but he, there, but, but even if you could, that's only two. Yeah. And this is a team that likes to have four, five. So I think defensive end is a hundred percent in the mix in the first round, in the first or second round. And probably beyond that, too. Receiver, defensive end. What odds can I get on the Bills going in some order? doesn't matter which order. You, the you the want, first two picks will be defensive line and wide receiver. You want an exacta box of, want, of receiver yes. and defensive end. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. yeah. 803 Now you got me going down a rabbit hole of old. Because all these draft profiles, I'm realizing, are still up. So you can go back and see like what each guy was compared to at the official like NFL.com. Okay, uh, I, want, I want some more of these player comparison. Who do you think Khalil Shakir was compared to last year? Fifth round pick or two years ago? Fifth round pick. Who was Khalil Shakir compared to? Hmm. Tyler Lockett. You're not that far off in terms of the type of player. Right. I mean, slot receiver that can do a lot. Antoine Randall. Okay. That's that seems about right. Yeah, he's also you also have to watch out for this, which is there becomes a name that's too sexy not to say, where everybody wants to be this guy. The number of players that are oh. said to be Debo Samuel. Holy cow! Like I've I've even seen breakdowns. Khalil Shakir is diet Debo. He's like Debo Samuel. Yeah, and listen, he's nice, but he's not Debo. You know who that happened with in hockey? Of course, was Jonathan Taves. Yeah, everybody was going to be Jonathan, Jonathan Taves. Taves. Every yeah. player. 
Who do you pattern your game after? Jonathan Taves. My- I want to be like Jonathan Taves because you're really good, you're a leader, and you're not going to be counted on to score that much. Yeah. Like, you're I- not putting yourself with Crosby. I forgot who he compared him to. We had my brother on on Tuesday, and he compared somebody while I'm with us to Debo Samuel, and I scolded him after <laughs> for, for tr- that su- such treachery. Where, who did Kyrie Elam get compared to? I mean, look Jalen up. Jalen Johnson, by the way. J- the best corner in football right, right now. Right, like, they, you go, I mean, is that what happens? I mean, I guess Antoine Randall is not, like, the best receiver in football. But no, it's you, style. You go, you go for a big-name guy for any draft profile. Like, this is a blank type of player because, you know, if I compare Khalil, if I compare Khalil Shakir to... A player no one's ever heard of. Then right. It, then it doesn't Russell, work. Russell Gage. Sure. How many people even know what that means? Nobody. So I think that's that's happening here a lot, too. Yeah, that's part of it. J.J. Watt. But now you got me thinking about if they got a J.J. Watt-level player on the defensive line. It'd be nice. Can we count on Matt Milano being a game wrecker when he comes back? Yes. Okay. I, right, broken bone. Okay. I, mean, I guess so, I don't. I don't know officially with knee what, ligaments and whatever. But like, if it was, if you told me it was a torn Achilles or a torn ACL and PCL or whatever, then I would have serious doubts. I feel like I don't have the same doubts when it's just the bone. The bone broke. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Think that that's right. Yeah. 803-0550. I, I, had, I had way more questions about Tredavious White. I wanted to get more comparisons for you. Who was I going to ask you about? Who do you want? Who do you want? A b- former Bills draft pick and who they got compared to. Go with Gabe I Davis. I could probably go really far back. How about Gabe, Gabe Davis? Give me Gabe Davis' NFL prospect profile. All right. Gabe Davis's profile, he was compared to, so you scroll past all of his combine data here, and NFL.com doesn't want to work very well here, Terrence Williams. See, now that's, that's one. That's a tough one. Don't know who he is. Yeah. I mean, former I, I former cowboy receiver that yeah. was like what he not, wasn't much of a player. No, not much. All right, eight oh three oh five fifty. If you'd like to join us, and one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Happy birthday, Harry Styles. We learned that earlier today, and maybe also Terry Styles. Somewhere maybe some there. The, maybe yeah, who knows who Terry Styles is? Uh, ESPN Plus Pebble Pro Am Pebble Beach Pro Am coverage starts at. 
11 o'clock this morning. I'm going to try and keep an eye on Josh Allen out there playing with uh, Keith Mitchell, playing in the same group with Tom Brady. Not enough publicity how Aaron Rodgers played it last year as a 10 and came back this year as a 4. Not enough. On a bad Achilles. Mm-hmm. 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 I read that article about the Jets yesterday, about their dysfunction and everything. Was Peter, it, do you see Peter Bukowski's tweets on this from, uh, we've had him on the show, Locked on Packers and Locked on NFL? Yeah, that basically his suggestion was Rodgers has spent many, many years saying you can't trust the media so that when the media reports accurate stories on him, he can he can then again say you can't trust the media. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Yep. All right. 803-0550 on WGR. Instant Trivia. Which is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. The Pro Bowl games this week. Making some headlines because did you see that Gardner Minshew is headed to the Pro Bowl games? Yes. Which is like, come on, what are we doing? With Gardner Minshew as a Pro Bowler? I mean, if everybody's turning it down. Which is why. Yeah. Can you tell me who the seven... Active backup quarterbacks are in the NFL that have made the Pro Bowl. Trevor Simeon. No way, he turned it down. I'm going back up by, like, were they benched or a backup by the end of the season? So, like, when the regular season ended, was this guy number two on the depth chart? Mac Jones. Mac Jones is correct. Trevor Simeon turned it down. We know that. Correct. Uh, So he doesn't. I don't have him on my list. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater made a Pro Bowl? Teddy Bridgewater made a Pro Bowl, and he was the Detroit backup. Yep. I think Tyrod has made one. Tyrod is... I'm going to give you half credit because he did start week 18, but he was number two in the depth chart. Okay. So I'll give you half credit there because he was on the field. All right. Uh, There's another guy like that, by the way. Who did what? Who, like, wasn't really the starter but played the final game of the year and had made the Pro Bowl in the past. Or had played the Pro Bowl. Which uh, is Tyler Huntley, by the way. That's not the answer to that, but nope. that, that is a guy. That is correct. Tyler Huntley, who was backup and made the Pro Bowl last year. Did Jameis make it? Jameis Winston made the Pro Bowl in 2015, and it was the New Orleans backup. Um, Tannehill? He's the other half-credit guy, because he played the final game, but he had been benched for uh, okay. for uh, Will Levis. Diet Josh. You have three to go. Three to go. Okay. Uh... Is Andy Dalton backing up anywhere? Correct. He was the backup in Carolina, and he made the Pro Bowl multiple times, played in it in Cincinnati. Okay. Two left. Two left. Backup quarterbacks to have made a Pro Bowl. Yep. That are active, of course. Yeah. Uh, One got benched. Hold on. Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky is correct. He made it with the Bears. Okay, Probably I got same one year. more. He was the uh, the MVP. Hold on, don't give me any hints. We we'll see right, if I no can we'll see if I can run this table. No hints. Okay, you even got the two half credit guys. Yeah, Tannehill and Tyrod. Let me go through my divisions. Who am I forgetting here? Instant instant trivia. How about instant trivia? Backup quarterbacks meets the Pro Bowl. I mean, this is <laughs> it shouldn't the list shouldn't exist really. No, this is this is February first. This is what this is what we do. <laughs> um, all right, let me see. Uh, Bears. Uh, de- Derek Carr. No, he didn't get benched. He's still their number one. I take that back. I'm Correct. Not, he played. He played yeah. through the season. Yeah. I'm not saying him. He should have. Ah, uh, Garoppolo. 
Garoppolo is not correct. Mm. I don't have him playing in a Pro Bowl. Okay. He probably turned it down. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Also, did he get he got benched? He did get benched. Yes. Pro O'Connell. What, yeah. Um, all right, still going through. <laughs> Back of quarterbacks. <laughs> Josh has his hand up. Yeah, is there like a Chad Henney in here? Sam Darnold? No on Sam Darnold. It's a bigger name than that. In fact, I might be willing to say this of all these guys, I think what all these guys might have in common, maybe not Andy Dalton. I mean, Joe Flack, no, he's no, he, nope. he started. All these guys, I think maybe other than Andy Dalton, got to the Pro Bowl because people turned it down. This guy did not go to the Pro Bowl because he turned it down. Or others turned it down. This guy would have just made the Pro Bowl. In fact, he probably would have turned down other invites. Other years. Hmm. So he's different than the rest of the names on the list, I think. In that yeah, way. yeah. Boy, I mean, is it Wentz? Nope. Wentz, I don't think he got selected, but he didn't play. Probably because he like tore his ACL that year. Quarterbacks to have made the Pro Bowl who were backups this year. Yep. What conference? AFC. What division? AFC West. It's not Drew Locke. Nope. He's in the NFC West. Right. That's a good point. Did the Raiders? Man, you're close though. Broncos. You couldn't be closer. <laughs> we know Trevor Simeon turned it down, not Trevor Simeon. Right? Yes. People are screaming in their car right now. Denver. Denver's backup? Yeah. Might Remember, well. by the end of the year. Oh, you're saying Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Oh, he's no, I'm not. No, no. no he not. got benched. What do you mean? No. He's not a backup quarterback. He, I said by the end of the year, benched or backup. No one was screaming that in their car. Yes, they were. Russell he w- Wilson. By the end of the year, who was Denver's backup quarterback? Russell Wilson. Meanwhile, I see that some think he might be a good fit for Arthur Smith and Pittsburgh. Shouldn't we love that? Sure. Well, although is he's even at this stage, I mean he was okay last year, wasn't he? He he's better than Kenny Pickett. Right? I, I don't like either one of them. I don't I don't think Arthur Smith is a good play caller at all, and I don't think Russell Wilson's that good anymore, but aren't they upgrading at both offensive coordinator and quarterback if they do that? Yeah. I it, just I would not be if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I would just not be excited by that. Like what what are we doing? Are we just trying to keep Tomlin's streak going of winning records every year? Is that all we're really trying to accomplish here? I feel like it's a sideshow in Pittsburgh where I'm just trying not to be terrible every year, and that's really holding me back from ever getting great again. What's Russell Wilson going to do in Pittsburgh? He's going to win nine games. I'm looking up right now Deontay Johnson on Trek. You want to talk about a good idea for the Bills? What's his number? By trying to trade for him? Yeah. Yeah, it's the last year of a deal for Deontay Johnson. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So never mind. That means it would be easier to acquire him, but you would have to. You would have to pay him. You would extend him and move his cap around. Deontay Johnson's very good. He has some drops issues, but he's, I mean, in terms of getting open, you know know, a fun stat on Pittsburgh? They just added Arthur Smith, and they have two receivers in the top 10 of, like, the NFL's advanced metrics uh in Pickens and Johnson. Two of the top 10. And now it's Arthur Smith running the show. Let Let me just hypothetically put this out there. 
receiver idea of the day. Instead of, well, I don't even want to say instead of, you trade your second and you do a deal for Deontay Johnson, you do pay him, but, I mean, the way extensions can work is the cap hit early is much lower than what the annual value is on average. So they do that knowing that by the time his big cap hits come into play, he's he's Diggs' age, he's 30, but you're hoping by that point that you can mesh that with a lower Diggs number somehow. Yeah. And like they could make that work, but it would be it's more possible to me than like tr- it's more possible than trading Diggs. I agree with that. Is them acquiring Deontay Johnson and, and getting him at like a six million dollar cap hit in year one because in year three it's going to be twenty. Yeah, I mean every idea is a worse idea than just drafting two. That's just that's, just, that's just draft one. That's true. Right. It, it it will fix everything. You <laughs> it'll fix everything. Is that promising too much? Maybe. But why would I give Deontay Johnson $20 million when I can just draft a receiver in the second round? Right. Let's do that instead. <laughs> right. 803-0550. The Bills draft receivers first and second. We are having a parade. First and? Oh, man. Yeah, parade. They, they won't do that. You remember the last team to do that? First and second round receivers. No. I think it was two years ago, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, so it's possible someone else has done it and I What's missed the, it. Who's the team? Denver. Denver went Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Denver went Jerry Judy and KJ, KJ Hamler. Hamler. KJ Hamler, who's, who's now, on the Bills, who's now on the Bills reserve future contract. Yep. All right. Major injuries for Hamler. Like he he might have ended up being pretty good, but he had like four in, like crazy injuries that I think derailed it. Yeah. He he also has again he can play football with it. He has a condition. I think he has pericarditis. Am I right about that? Somebody has that. Maybe yes, he does. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was diagnosed in July. Yeah, yep. there you go. Um, which, yeah, you know, he was waived by the Broncos with a non-football illness designation. Yeah, so that's why he was available in the first place. Had a torn ACL with Denver before that. Um, hamstring injuries, surgeries, four to, uh, torn pectoral muscle. Like he just could not stay on the field when he was drafted. This was like a speed guy. Like he's five eight. He's a small speed guy. Not to say that I'm talking myself into KJ Hamler's any idea for the Bills. I just no, 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 no one that's on the reserve futures list can be talked about as an idea to fix this receiver score. I don't I, care who it is. I agree with that. If it happens, it happens, but it can't. It can't be a plan. Extendo Sports coming up, and uh, All Star Weekend, All Star Draft tonight, All Star Draft tonight, and the All Star Skills Competition. I can't. It's de- weird. I can't decide if it's a good or a bad thing. They've decided to basically cut half the players out of it. Only twelve yeah. players will participate. Twelve players participate in the All Star Skills Competition. I mean, why do we think they did that? Do they do that because there's only to so s- many recognizable names in the league anyway? Why do we need to force Brock Nelson into some competition when half the country doesn't know who that is? Maybe it it could be that. It could be streamlining the competition, trying to make it a real honest-to-goodness competition. and uh-huh. like You have all-stars that aren't skilled enough to do everything, and they ended up getting thrown into one thing. Here's yeah. you know, here's Darlene well, with the, the hardest shot. Right. That, like, he did that last year, and it made no sense. Like, right. he, was, he was never going to win that. No. He was in it because they needed to put him somewhere, right? And they probably wanted to stop that. And the players might be right with it, too. Although, it's worth asking... So these 12 players are going to be on the ice. Will the other players be on the bench? Will they be in the building? Will there be a party suite where they're 
They're up in a booth Because one somewhere. of the things about, yeah. let, let's go to the home run derby. One of the fun things about the home run derby is often guys that are not in the derby yeah. are seated around the dugout. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it is an event for the sport. Yeah. And you can kind of celebrate and high five. And I don't think that they will ask the players that are not in the skills competitions to get in gear and get on the ice, but it's possible. Right. Like another example of that is think of the Vince Carter dunk contest videos in your head when he when he just flies through the air and does what he does what's the f- what's the first thing they they turn the camera to the players it's Shaq on the sideline yep. holding with up a Kevin 10. Garnett going up like what, what it's all the think, players in street clothes that are there in the first row yeah. watching you can't i mean you're not going to put Darlene behind the glass in the first row i don't think so Shaq had a camcorder, like he was for home videos. <laughs> so they're host, like Shaq, this is on TV, it's like man. On his shoulder, yeah, he's doing his own video. But it's a great yeah. question about how they'll how they'll do it with the rest of the players. Maybe somebody already knows that, and they'll send us along a, a link. But uh, eager to see how they do ultimately handle it. All right, Extendo Sports. Then we wrap on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. So Super Bowl 58 will have lots of cameras. Yeah. Yeah, they just posted a video of how many different cameras there will be. 165 cameras will be inside. Wow. What's the name of the stadium? Allegiant. Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So there will be 165 in total, 24 4K zooms, 20 pylon cameras. 24 robotic cameras, 48 super slow-mo cameras, the first Nickelodeon simulcast, Mm -hmm. 23 augmented reality cameras, six, here's the new one, doink cams. Doink cams? Yeah, this is where they bring Doink the Clown out from, (laughs) you know who Doink the Clown is, do you? No, I do not know who that is. I thought you literally just made that up. Doink the Clown? Yeah, Doink the Clown. That joke wrestling. Went, yeah, that joke landed for thirty-seven people listening right now. You guys don't have thirty-seven listeners all day. Uh, doink the clown. No, doink cam is going to go on the goalpost. So if somebody doinks, you'll be able to see the ball go through the uprights or hit and go off from very close. Five sky cams and fly cams. Three drones. Do they have a designated Taylor cam? You know what? Probably. Yeah, one. I mean, there's if there's 165, I'm guessing one of them is dedicated to that. Yeah, the answer is is, uh, is going to be probably. I got an email from one of the betting sites that like sends their their lists around for Super Bowl stuff. The site that sent this email has 54 different Taylor Swift related prop bets for the Super Bowl. 54. Okay. Like, 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 who will be shown first? Sure. Yeah. Taylor Swift or um, Andy Reid. Like, the, okay, so here, first person shown next to Taylor Swift. Donna Kelsey, Brittany Mahomes, Jason Kelsey, Ed Kelsey, Scott Swift, uh, Mike Tyson. Why is Mike Tyson on this list? So people like us read it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, more, okay, this is like a more or less. Gr- uh, Grammys. Taylor Swift wins this year or Chiefs touchdowns? Love that one. Uh, Taylor Swift primary color on top at the Super I mean, red, right? It's minus 500. Also, um, the Chiefs are wearing red and the Niners are wearing white, which is the exact same color combo they wore four years ago. And I think the NFL should switch it. 
So when we watch old Super Bowl highlights, we know which is which. The year the Chiefs wore white, the year the Chiefs wore red. Hmm. It's going to look just like the same the, the game from four years ago. That's my, that's my TED Talk. You can bet on the cost of the engagement ring for Kelsey and Swift. Which, well, like... Let me tell you how many things I'm going to do in my life before I do that. <laughs> Watch Man in the Arena in full. Yes. That is correct. Maid of Honor Swift Kelsey Wedding. This isn't even a Super Bowl prop. This is just a this is just a celebrity prop that like of event that you're predicting will happen. Hmm. Well, yeah, there's so many of these. Holy cow. Over there. here here's one that like is a real one you can you can think about though. Over under five and a half TV camera shots for Swift. Five and a half? Under. You go under? I mean, six is a lot. Yeah. And none of the games have had that many. And it's you know, it's the Super Bowl. What yeah. if Travis Kelsey has six touchdowns? <laughs> he might. Uh, yeah. All right. That's it for us. Thanks for uh, calling, listening, texting, all that good stuff. Yeah. We're back tomorrow for a Pro Bowl games football Friday and, no, a, and, a, and a hockey all-star game Friday. It's more of like a dodgeball Friday because that's what they do, right? They jump through tables and they, yeah, the Pro Bowl games. No chance I watch that. No, I'm, I'll, I'll maybe get a look at the skills competition for hockey and maybe even a little bit of the all-star game there. But no, I can't. I can't. The mo- I, the last mo- I want the last moment I ever watched live of anything Pro Bowl related to be Mac Jones roaring <laughs> into the open field for 70 well, yards. And I turned it off before he entered the end zone. I want that to be the last moment. Are you sure? Here's tonight. Tonight's the skills competition at the Pro Bowl games. Okay. Precision passing presented by Lowe's. Three quarterbacks from each conference. Accumulate points by hitting as many targets as possible in one minute. Then there's best catch. This has been pre-taped in landmarks around Orlando. The best catch features one player from each conference showcasing their creativity, inventiveness, and talent. Like you could probably, where Jaws pops out of the water, catch it in front of Jaws' face. I don't know, something like that. (laughs) Closest to the pin. Golf. With, with, With the football, though? No. Six golfers drive a golf ball as close to the hole as possible. High stakes. Starting off with a football in hand, each player will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine. Each player that succeeds in catching the football without dropping the other footballs advances to the next round. Now that sounds like fun. Yeah. Come on, that's good. That sounds pretty good. That's pretty good. Then there's dodgeball, as you'd expect. Snapshots. Long snappers and centers showcase their skills by snapping balls at targets of various sizes and values. We got long snapper games. That's not that bad either. Yeah. I'm not against it. This does sound more entertaining to me than the uh, the NHL All-Star Draft tonight. Which is what? Just waiting around to see who gets picked last? That's basically what it's competing against? Skill competitions to watch on Sunday. Madden, head-to-head. They'll play Madden against I would each watch other. that. I would watch that before anything. I mean, I'm, I've got, like, on my social media, like, live Madden games that pop up all the time. Gridiron Gauntlet, a full-field relay between six players from each conference. Okay. Break through walls, under doors. You want you want your Pro Bowl ratings to skyrocket, NFL? Here's what you do. You go 
dust off and unlock the doors to the old American Gladiator studio, and you get those guys in there to play American <laughs> Gladiators. That would be pretty the cool. The next event yeah. on Sunday is the Tug of War. That's what you think. Then there's Move the Chains, the offensive and defensive lineman strength and speed competition. Each player's... Each team of five players must work together to move 3,000 pounds of weights off a massive wall. Okay? Wow. And then there's kick-tack-toe. That one I've seen clips of, and that one I know I would like. All right, there's your Pro Bowl games. (laughs) Catch the fever. All right, Extra Point Show coming up on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.